Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 97. Hey, listen, take a minute right now. Take a deep breath. Breathe in triumphantly. Whatever day, whatever time you find yourself at, you're alive. And that is a big deal. God predestined you to be alive today. Your heart is beating. Your lungs are full of air, which is just a reminder that you matter and that you belong here and that you're important and that you are loved. So take all of that in. Maybe that's all you need to do right now is just take a breath and realize how unbelievably important that you really, really are. And so anyway, welcome. So glad you're here. Hey, for those of you uh, who are listening and have subscribed and have sent off things off on social media, just want to say thank you so much. I am so encouraged. I, I get multiple people hitting me up throughout the week just telling me thank you and that they're encouraged and they're challenged by the podcast. And so I really, really appreciate that. Um, it really does encourage me. So thank you so much for those of you who reach out and encourage me in that way. Thank you for following on Instagram, uh, our little Instagram page. Uh, thank you so much for that. It's really great. I'm not great at any of that stuff. So I'm learning. I'm figuring it out. We'll do it together. And then for those of you who are contributing on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I deeply, deeply appreciate um, your generosity and and helping fund, continuing to fund uh, what we're doing here week in and week out, day in and day out. Hey, listen, uh, we are going to jump into something I'm really excited about. I've been kind of waiting uh, to do this. And, uh, and so it's launches today. We're going to run this out for the next few, quite a few podcasts, but we're going to go in Matthew five. We're going to go through the B attitude. So we're going to start in Matthew five, verse three today, and then we'll just run this thing through. I'm really excited. Uh, this is kind of the, the creme de la creme of what Jesus is teaching about. You know, this sermon, this long sermon that he teaches, which is the kingdom of God is here. And what does it mean to, to, be a kingdom um, person who lives in the kingdom. What does it mean? The king has come. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, God in human form. And now he's saying, this is what it means to be uh, somebody who's in the kingdom, who's living in the kingdom and understands what kingdom ethics and values are all about. So this is not just some random teaching. This is Jesus going, hey, this is so important. Get this. And so he starts off here in Matthew 5, 3 with this verse. Blessed. And by the way, before we get into this, I love that he starts here. So let's just start here. Usually, you know, we talk about the beginning and the endings are really, really important. Not that it's the stuff in between isn't, but when you start off, you're, you're going, hey, this is incredibly important. Jesus starts here. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Just sit in that for a sec. Blessed are are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, last year at this time, um, I got to go to Kenya. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast, I've, I've referenced little stories here and there about my time in Kenya, but got to go to Kenya. And 
Uh, this trip was a really impactful trip for me. Uh, ended up doing that at the Living Room, which is an amazing organization. Uh, if you're looking for an organization to partner with, I cannot encourage you enough to go check out livingroom.org. Uh, Incredible organization that really is the largest hospice in Kenya doing an incredible work. But we are in Kenya, and a part of the thing that they do is they do these uh, village visitations. So uh, it's a hospice, and they care for the poorest of the poor. And a lot of these people, I mean, all these people, most of these people can't care for themselves. So they send these ambulances out in the middle of nowhere, and, and you just show up. And a lot of times it's just sitting with them. How are you doing? You know, they have a little social workers that, um, they, who go out and kind of assess what's going on with the people. A lot of them were patients of the hospice, who, hospice that's, that have now been released in, back into their village. So we go uh, on this, um, in this, you know, basically this Land Rover, Land Cruiser into the middle of the village uh, to find this one lady. And uh, my one of my really, really good friends, her name's Marianne, she got to go on the trip with me. And, and so we're on this trek and we're, we're going through kind of jungly kind of harvest kind of area. I can't, you know, there's lots of livestock, there's lots of corn or maize and and trees and all kinds of stuff. And it's this dirt road. We're going up. He's in like first gear because we could barely make it up the hill. We cross over a railroad track. There's like barbed wire, barbed wire fence that we have to duck under. And so we kind of hike up and we finally show up to this lady's house. And this lady basically we're asking how she's doing. And then, you know, we're there to really like, quote unquote, bless her. You know, we're, we're here to pray for her. And, and she kind of pauses and she looks to my friend Marianne and, and she goes, um, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? And as Marianne tells the story, she, she's just kind of blown away by the fact that this woman wants to pray for her. And, and it's kind of like, no, 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 I want to pray for you. Like, I want to do something for you. Here you have this woman. She's in a dung hut covered with thatch and she's looking at us going but I want to pray for you I think that's so powerful and it's such a picture of what Jesus is trying to help us understand here he's trying to help us understand what kingdom living is what it means to be a citizen in the kingdom and he's like they're poor in spirit they're poor in spirit you know the most happy content people I have ever met in my life are Christian, the Christian poor globally. As we go in these remote villages in India and in Guatemala and Mexico and in um, Kenya, around the world, the people that we would look at and we go, oh, we would have some form of sympathy because we would look at them and go, oh, they have nothing are actually the people who are the richest. Every time I leave their country and come home, I have to be honest, I grieve a little bit. There's a sense of contentment that they have. They are so satisfied in Jesus. So satisfied in Jesus. And the posture of this pasture of this passage, sorry, the the posture of this passage is like us on our faces before God saying, We have nothing. We only have you. 
And because we have you, we have all we need. That is the posture of this passage. If you're to kind of look in your mind, our faces are down in the ground and we are like, we have nothing. We need nothing because we have Jesus. And because we have Jesus, we have everything in it. And Jesus says, theirs, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I have met lepers in India. No fingers, no toes, cataracts in both eyes, missing all their teeth. And they say, I'm so happy because I have Jesus. But here's the deal. Like we really don't have a box for a passage like this in the West. It tears and it challenges the very DNA we were born into. Like this utilitarian ladder that we are to accomplish and achieve. And once we get there, finally, we will be satisfied. And this passage runs in the face of that reality. Affluence is the American dream. And it's what most people aspire to. That's why. That's why this passage is so difficult. It's a, it's a shift from our dependency from, uh, on a dream, an American dream. And what it does is it focuses all of our attention, all of our emotions, all of our affections on Jesus. It makes him primary above everything else. Primary. He is what makes us rich. He is why we live and move and have our being. It's in Jesus. So how do we get to this place? This place that Jesus is calling us into, what it means to live a blessed life in our hearts and it's in our souls. The idea is that we're internally bowing low at the gate of God Almighty. We recognize that it is only Him that is sustaining everything. And we worship and we praise Him. Can you just stop right now, just wherever you are, and just go like, I want that. Maybe you want that. I want that posture. I want that reality. What is it in your life that's coming into conflict in that? For most of us, the idea of being financially poor is terrifying. But a lot of times what we don't realize is we are spiritually poor. And that's far more terrifying. But in this passage, he's saying, when you finally, when we finally fall down and we say, it's all about you, it's not about money, it's not about power, it's not about prestige, it's not about the family name I've been given or grown up into, it's not the neighborhood I live in, it's not the community that I live in, not the state, not the car I drive, not the clothes I wear, not the shoes I have. It's Jesus. And it's the condition of our heart. It's the posture of our heart that just goes, 
that is where I'm rich, is in you. And he's saying, blessed are those who live their lives this way. If you watch, if you read and watch the Gospels and who Jesus spends time time with and who he blesses, the widow and her might, he does not care about quantity of what she gives, but the quality of her heart, of her worship. This is all I have, and it's yours, and you'll take care of me. You know, you know what I've seen overseas? I've seen people give their last meal to their pastor as an offering to God and said, God will provide for me. God says to these people, blessed. And honestly, I feel it. I feel it. I walk into these, these churches and I'm watching worship and I'm like, I don't worship that way. I'm watching their grat- gratitude. I, 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 don't, I don't thank God that way. This is an indictment against my heart. And to be honest, it's really, really challenging. And so this passage is trying to get us slow, uh, to slow down. You know, Jesus says he's getting into these beatitudes going, let's start here. Let's start with a posture of humility. Because when we start recognizing that it is only him that is sustaining everything, we will finally come and worship and praise him. This is the posture of a heart that leads into a way of life, a way of thinking. When we posture our hearts like this, it leads into the way that we live our lives and then the way we think, which impacts everything according to Proverbs. We have this overwhelming peace that no matter what happens, check this out, he loves and will take care of us. This is the surrendered life to God, our King. And if you look to Jesus, and you should look to Jesus, Jesus lives this passage out. His identity is found in the Father. And it's why one week he rides into Jerusalem as the king. And a week later, he's being crucified, the weakest as the people would see it, mocking him, spitting in his face. And he bows himself low. He who knew no sin became sin so that we may be right before God. He was poor in spirit. And what happened as a result of that? He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the risen Messiah, ruling and reigning and preparing a place for us. The way of Jesus is this posture, a posture of humility As he goes and he serves people in the place that God had placed him. He laid down his life. And we're called to do the the same thing. But it will only happen if we have this posture of heart that lays ourselves low and says, You are high and lifted up. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So what is the, what is the, honestly, what is the way, what is the benefit, I guess, uh, of this way of thinking and living? Here's, here it is. We experience the kingdom of heaven on earth where God 
is is the sovereign king and he's ruling over it all. The benefit is that you have peace that passes all understanding. A joy that is not conditional. And life everlasting here on earth. And don't you need to hear that right now? Don't we need to hear that right now? Everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to be strong right now. Strong right now. Jesus is like, get low. Blessed are the poor in spirit. They're the ones that see me and understand what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. Because when we bow low with our lives, God will lift us up. So the question I've been working through is this. What is preventing you from being poor in spirit? What are you holding on to so tightly that you need to let go of? Thank you, Father, that you receive the broken and the lowly. So thank you so much. Teach us, Lord. Teach us, Lord, to live like your son, Jesus. Teach us to lay ourselves low, to lay ourselves li- our lives down so we can truly have you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat.